Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, guys, welcome into episode 45 of Coffee and Shell, our Metro Division preview, where we get, we are going to go over all the teams in the Metro Division and give our kind of preview for the upcoming season. I'm Sleeves, joined by my two co-hosts, Kesso and Padre. And guys, uh, it's been a fun start. We did our first preview last week. Kesso, a little bit different to cover the real NHL. I like it. I'm trying. I'm trying here. <laughs> yeah. Also, with your baby, are you struggling today? Is today a tough day? Um. You know what? Last night was a little tough. Actually, no. The night before, I'm losing track of days. That's the thing because I haven't worked in two weeks, and uh, I just every single day is like a Saturday. Just surviving. Just surviving. That's pretty much what it is. Padre knows all about it. Oh yeah, I'm still doing it, and she's three, so <laughs> I feel it. And I'll be doing it here in another month with a new one, just like you. Oh boys, I'm gonna have the uh, man. I don't know. And I'm. And I'm still going to dominate the biggies. Let's go. That's it. <laughs> Got to remind these kids. All right, guys. Let's get right into it. On the left-hand side, we'll go from worst to best last year in the Metro Division. And we will start off with the Philadelphia Flyers. And I'm not going to lie. So last offseason, just my initial thoughts, There, I, I respect the team when they do not get the results after the COVID year. They they surprised it well in the playoffs, in the, in the you know COVID bubble. And then they were pretty awful. Going into the season, I think they were expected to at least make the playoffs or contend. They were awful the year prior to last. They changed like half their roster in the offseason, making some big trades and signings like Rasmus Ristolainen, uh, as well as Ryan Ellis. Uh, that didn't go well last year. So uh, let's talk about the additions and subtractions first for the Flyers. Uh, Padre, you start. Yeah, I mean... The Ryan Ellis thing last year, I think, was one of the biggest things that really hurt them, honestly. Because he, he was, I watched him so many years in Nashville. He was such a good, solid defenseman. And there's like rumors that he may never come back, which is kind of why I think you saw them go out and get Tony D'Angelo just to help their, their D pairings and stuff like that. And D'Angelo is the stud. I know he's a hot topic. People don't like him, political views or not, whatever. He's still a good defenseman. The guy. Anytime you got a guy who can put 50-plus points up in the NHL as a defenseman, it's a stud. And adding Nick DeLaurier this offseason, I know it's a little pricey. I watched him in the Blues and Wild Series, and he was kind of a non-factor, to be honest with you. But for most of the year, 
He's one of those rare guys that's still in the league that can literally beat the brakes off you and skate and play. But fitting in, the biggest addition this offseason, let's be honest, Torts. is Tortorella. Yes, Torts. <laughs> did you see his quote? Kesha, yeah, did I mean, you see that? What was the quote? He I missed went on it. The, he went on a radio station, and he's like, we're not going to do anything until this locker room gets resolved. And he's just like, yeah, like off the ice, we got issues. Like, that's oh, basically wow. the synops- synopsis of it. It was like, all right, it took like a month for Torts to just put his stamp on it. Uh, so he went in and just called out his entire locker room. I don't know the ins and outs as to why there were issues, but I don't know. That was pretty jarring to hear. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, for sure. I look at this team like Philly. So I'm a Penguins fan. So obviously there's some bias there. Mm-hmm. I look at this team. It's like a band of misfits with mm-hmm. like always the overpayments and free agency or acquiring players. They're always too good to get like a generational player in the draft or even like mm-hmm. a really good player in the draft. Uh, the risk of line and extension like acquisition last year is turning out to be, I know, like, so I'm probably the hockey, like, numbers nerd on the podcast when it comes to, like, all that stuff, and I'll be glad to admit that. Risk of line, and that was known prior to yeah, the acquisition. Like, this is probably going to be awful, and then and then you have that extension, like, was that last last year, I believe? Yeah. yeah. So right it just, him, yeah. yeah, so I just, I don't understand it. Uh, they, the cap situation that they were in didn't allow them to land uh, Goudreau, <laughs> so... That was the biggest failure of the yeah. offseason. That was like gigantic. it's embarrassing. Yeah, because that's embarrassing. Like because Fletcher knew Johnny literally would have played there mm-hmm. for less money. It's like a known fact. We know a guy in the community won't even say his name. He played high school hockey with them. He's told me for years he will come back here and play if they want him. The fact that they didn't make space for him is amazing. They to didn't me. reach out. Like, they didn't try. They, they didn't, because they knew that they they were done. Like, and I will say this, like. Yeah, it was hard to move contracts out at this current juncture with like COVID and whatnot. But you, for years now, you could have lined yourself up for this. Like it wasn't like it was. Oh, all of a sudden Johnny Gaudreau is going to be a free agent. Like you know, I mean, anybody else could have saw this coming. I don't know. It it just amazes me that that they didn't do anything about it. Do you think this is like so? The the last two seasons have been major disappointments. Do you think this has any or that had anything to do with Bedard? Like, do you think this is another, like, Chicago kind of situation? Uh, Although the towards hiring would kind of make me feel like that's not it, but... I'm going to be honest with you, no. And even when they were, like, really bad, if you remember, like, they, they should have gotten Patrick Kane. They were the worst team in the league that yeah. year. And that was back in the day. But they ended up getting JVR, who's still on the team, his second go-around. But I will say this. <laughs> I don't think you're going to te- see a team in the Metro, maybe mu- much less the NHL that works their sacks off more than this team. That, oh, yeah. John Tortorella is going to make them. I mean, you guys saw that for years with the Blue Jackets, almost overachieving with what they had on their roster. Maybe besides the one year they had Duchesne and Panarin and all those guys. But other than that, I mean, the Blue Jackets were like a way better team with Torts. I know, you know, oh, yeah. the Dubois thing didn't work out at the end. But you know what? Players and coaches, you know, after a while, there's a shelf life for all of them. Yeah, so. they always, his team's always overachieve, for sure. For sure. There, yeah. There is one thing. So, like, again, the Tortorella hiring, I'm not really curious. I'm wondering if this is, like, they can't afford to rebuild. But let's say things go terrible again. Uh, their cap situation isn't as bleak as it maybe once was uh, because next year you're going to lose JVR's contract, so that's $7 million right. off the books right there. Uh, Hayes at 7.1, obviously still expensive. That Rasmus Risalina one at 5.1, I mean, as the years go along, is going to get awfully, awfully tough. Um, but 
like they've got a few guys that they're going to have to figure out. Uh, Morgan Frost is going to be an RFA next year. He'll go. He'll definitely get a. Him uh, and Tippett need to step yeah. it up this year. That's I agree. the one thing yeah. that that they're the Frost was the big hype around him, kind of like Farabee, but he just hasn't really turned into what I think they thought he would turn into. And I will say, going back to what you kind of said about, are they not allowed to rebuild? No. If Comcast, the owners, yeah. after Ed Snyder passed away. They literally said, like, we will do whatever it takes. We'll we'll do this. That was why it was so funny that they didn't do whatever it took to get Gaudreau. That's the craziest thing ever. It is, it is wild. So <laughs> given all of that, uh, also Cam York looks to be like a really good defenseman. Yeah. I've caught a few so, Flyers games to him, and he actually looks like he might be pretty good. And D'Angelo is an extremely good on-the-ice defenseman, you know, all the outside, outsider mm-hmm. stuff um uh, be damned carter hart he needs to play at a 9 15 save percentage at least and uh this is like the chicago bears in the nfl and quarterbacks how they've never been able to find a goaltender like a franchise just simply unable to find one position for three decades is is wild to me like it's really crazy it's like you go back to our childhood. They had some really good teams in the late '90s, early 2000s. Roman that were is Brian Boucher, Roman yeah. Manic, and then they missed out on Bobrovsky, right? They so had, they had him, him and chased him out of town. Him. They chased yeah. him out of town. Like uh, I don't know. It's 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 wild to me. It always it always makes me laugh because it's the same thing with Chicago and, and quarterbacks. They just for whatever reason cannot find that position. So that being said, guys, uh, give me a one to eight where they're gonna where you guys think they're gonna finish uh, this regular season. This is harder than I think. Cassie, you go first. The torch thing makes it hard. I could see like a a five to eight range. I really could. Like, I I think this division's wide open in those like bottom three to four spots. um, And they could overachieve. My eight, I think, is going to shock some of you guys. So I will say uh, they will. I God, I really don't believe in the devils. Uh, I will say they finish sixth. I will say they finished sixth in the in the division, which is man, the Metro last year going into it looked incredible. Like it was stacked. And now it's like not nearly as formidable when you like when you when you think about it. Yeah, I think they'll finish sixth. You're gonna go sixth too? Okay, I thought that was a hot take by me. Okay, what about no. you, Keso? I'll, I'll go seven. Okay. I, I had him in the five to eight range. I'll go seven. Okay. Yeah. All right. On to the New Jersey Devils, who I joke about. They are uh, one like first overall pick away from being the like oh nine to twenty twelve Edmonton Oilers because they have been getting bailed out left and right by winning the lottery and every year they land the big free agent Dougie Hamilton doesn't matter they still f- find a way to finish in the bottom and uh, I hate I hate the fact that they won the lottery the way like because Jack Hughes looks like the real deal let's just start there let's start with Jack Hughes um. He looks like, especially going into last year, he did get hurt, but he looked incredible in the games that he played. Yeah, Kesso, do you agree that Jack Hughes, he's just, he's like, he's like a mini Patrick Kane. Like, you know, the way he looks, the way he skates. Yeah, for sure. And they made that extension prior to him having that, right? That's a great contract. Exactly. Like, I I think if they had to redo that, like right now, he's 10 10 to 12, right? He's probably getting, uh, like, Makar money. He needs to stay healthy for a full season. You know, that's the big thing for him is health. And who knows where they go. 
I don't know. I'm I'm sorry, but I still don't feel very confident in this team when they added Vitek Vanacek as their goalie. Yeah, and it. they have him with and they have him with Blackwood. I have no confidence in their goaltenders. Now, if Blackwood turns into what he did like pre-COVID, meh, maybe. I it's it's a really weird team. Adding Palat, which our boy Jeff Merrick loves to call Mini Marion Hosa. I do love Palat. I just I don't know. And then I kind of just uh, wonder like will the Nemec make one. the team? That's a no no movement clause, right? Is it modified yeah. or what is no, it? No, it's one of those ones where like the back end of it is going to be tough yeah. to swallow because the the given their prospect pool, which is one of if not the best in the NHL right now, um, sure. like they are going to be very good within the next couple of years, and like those those contracts, like the Palat one, are the ones that where it's going to be like ugh, awfully tough. So I think like Jesper Brat might be one of the most underrated players in the NHL right now. No, for sure. And I think he'll get signed like a little bit into camp. It's one of those kind of contracts where, I mean, they're not going to like lose him or he's not going to like end up not playing because of it. He's I mean, getting, yeah, he's getting five. I think he got five, four, five. And I don't know if that was arbitration. I think it was close. Yeah. I think it, it might've gone, it might've gone to arbitration. I don't. Yeah. I don't, they, they got him in the R, but they, they, yeah, they, they went to arbitration. But like, I think like next year, it's one of those things like they'll lock him up like long-term because he, he, he's, he's a real solid player. I mean, he's only like 24 years old. So what man it's wild to me that Goudreau did not want to go there like that's one that's so confusing to me and just because like he's from there like that like you know what I mean like that one and they tried like they they were giving him like I think they were giving him more than what the Blue Jackets offered no from what I understand about that whole thing was I'm gonna be dead honestly and sorry Blue Jackets fans out there top shelf cookie Nasher I'm gonna offend (laughs) you guys a little bit it sounded like from the people that that are in the know, he went to Columbus because they offered the most money in American dollars, taxes, you name it, the whole nine yards. It ended up being the most. Yeah. The thing with New Jersey, I think that maybe why they like struck out on him, you know, because everyone's like, oh, he wants to go closer to home. I think it was one of those things where it's like, it it wasn't Philly at the end of the day, and if he wasn't going to sign in Philly, he wanted to maybe not be as close. I've heard him say that a few times too. It wasn't as close to home, but it's still close yeah, to home it's close. because it's like you you guys know, like with in-laws and stuff like that and just with your family. I mean, especially when you're a superstar like that, you're going to have people bugging you all the time. He has a he has a house on the Jersey Shore in Avalon, and he even said like, oh, my buddies just walk in whenever they want in the summertime. Yeah. It's like you don't want to be dealing with that during an 82-game season. That's true. <laughs> they get uh, they get Simon Nemich at second overall. I think that would he- be interesting to see if he makes the team. Yeah, I'm like they're to see what happens. they're decors low key kind of gross now. Like I, I think their right side is stacked. Yeah, Dougie yeah, Hamilton, like- Marino. They they get Marino this year in that weird Ty Smith trade, which I low key think it worked out well for the Penguins is because they needed cap space and they got like a a younger defenseman. But weird because he was a season away, a season removed from getting Calder votes. The, well, the, so John Marino had that amazing rookie year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to say like he regressed, but like it, he didn't make the progress that they probably expected. Still, currently a um, better defenseman than Ty Smith, though. Oh, for sure. But I wonder, like, I mean, the Penguins made that trade uh, years back with Olimata yeah. um, to where it was like puzzling. So I wonder if this is going to be something similar. But like, I I like John Marino. I hope he's really good there. And that could work out really well for them. Yeah, no, I, I think that I think that that's uh, that that right side. I think you were right on that. Like that was uh, an extremely just you know good trade for I think for both. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Severson, uh, Marino, and Dougie Hamilton is a phenomenal right side. And then you've got Ryan Graves, Siegenthaler, who was 
fantastic. Got that new contract extension going for 1.1 to 3.4. Uh, and they've got Brandon Smith as well. But Nemich, I think, will fall in there somewhere. Severson's a UFA next season, so maybe he just kind of replaces him next year. Uh, that goaltending is going to be... Uh, awfully difficult and then obviously depth scoring i think is still going to be a major issue for for the devils if they lose hughes at any point in the season uh kind of reminds me of like minnesota in the sense that yeah. they were to lose kaprizov um so I, I think that they will be they need to be better this year if they're not like it's uh um i'm i'm not i'm not sure like i think it's i'm, I'm really not sure what they would need to do um uh to get that fixed so uh, where do you guys think that they would uh, that 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 they'll land? I think eighth place. Eighth? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You think they finish bottom of the? Do you? Could you imagine they get they get Bedard? Like that would be a team I would not like. I could not stand if they got Bedard. Yeah, that would be terrible. Just because they shouldn't. Like you know what I mean? Like they should be good. You know what's funny about the Devils? Is even just it might be because of my childhood. They're just so freaking boring to watch. It is tough to watch. I, I know it's like we're so everything long about the, the Rock is like, like it's just you went there, sleeves in person. You went to the arena. It's just like boring. Like when you're watching on TV, there's a few teams I'll watch. I'm like, man, the atmosphere is just boring. The jerseys are boring. The team's boring. And like Jack Hughes is the one thing on the team that I want to watch. You know, it, I will say this: watching Jack Hughes. So the game I went to last year. Um, Every time Jack Hughes has the puck, it's really fun. Like he is going to be like one of the better players in the NHL. I'll say this: like I wasn't the the arena area obviously is tough, and then like the concourse and stuff might be one of the worst in the league. The atmosphere once you're in the bowl is low key kind of sick, but yeah, the 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 rest of it was uh, was was a little tough. But uh, I think they will finish seventh in uh, in the Metro, so not eighth, but you know, uh, right behind the Flyers. And uh, Kessel, where do you think they're going to go? Yeah, I'll go eight, just because I, I have Philly at I think it was six, so yep. I'm going to go them with eight. Okay, all right, fair enough. Uh, all right, moving on to our next team is the new the Columbus Johnny Goudreaux. All right, so. <laughs> Uh, Columbus coming in at number six last year with 81 points in 82 games. Another disappointing year for Columbus. Uh, talk me through the additions there for for the Blue Jackets, Padre. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we've already touched on Goudreau. That was the big, you know, fish out there, which to, like, the minutes coming down to it, I never thought in a million years he'd end up there. I just, I remember just getting a few texts from few of the insiders, I remember telling you about this, Sleaze, and they just kept sending me the cannons, and I'm like, there's no way he's going to go to Columbus. Yeah. But I'm happy for the Jackets fans. The big thing for them is, you know, and obviously they landed Gabranson, which I think we all agree they overpaid for that, but it is what it is. You know, you need you need guys like that on your back end, and, and he obviously, you know, he raised his value a bunch last year under Daryl Sutter playing with Zadorov, and very sheltered, like, role, but it worked out really well for him. Um, I'm happy for the Jackets fans though, because you got some guys like some hometown boys like Corrali and Roslovich, and they like w actually want to play there. That was the big thing for years, obviously, is they were losing those guys because no one wanted to play in Columbus. Well, now you have guys staying there. You have a guy like Goudreau coming in. I don't think Goudreau signing there gets rid of like the whole narrative, like oh, every star like now like wants to you know go to these yeah, places. No, it was just I think it was just the perfect storm. And you got to remember, only so many teams can afford these guys. There's not like you know, a bunch of teams with the cap space. They had the cap space. They wanted to spend the money. They did it. And I think, um, you know, Kent Johnson is the big, like, what's going to happen with him? Is it, who is going to play center for Goudreau and Line? That's the big question mark for me this year with those guys, you know? Let, let me ask you this. So the, the Goodbranson signing earlier in the day, 
because I remember it happened early. Uh, yeah. Brutal. I, I think that I, I don't know if we can all agree, but like I think it's one of the worst signings in terms of like cap hit. Even Nasher hated it. Yeah, he like loves it, everything just seemed, it just seemed like two million over what it would be expected. Yeah. Like I, you know, um, now the Goudreau thing happened like out of nowhere, like later in the day, right? Like that's yeah. you were you like could do you think that had they gone into the deadline actually thinking they could get him that maybe they don't sign him because it makes it way worse because they added Goudreau's like nine mil. Um, I don't know. They had it's to t- lose it's Bjorkstrand, to though. Like, that's a big loss because he was, like, a great value contract, like, secondary scorer. Like, I, that was a great pickup by Seattle. I mean, logically, what you just outlined doesn't make sense, right? Why you would, why you would, if you knew you were going to get good draw, why you would do the good Branson signing? Yeah. Uh, especially at that four, so I don't know. It's, it's tough. Yeah. Like, that, I'm so curious because I remember, I, same thing, like, even just on Twitter and whatnot, Madre, it just seemed like that was out of nowhere because it, it was, was like everyone just assumed Philly Everyone expected Philly to be in, and it was down to Philly, the Islanders, and the Devils. The only ones that like didn't were that Philly didn't like actually be involved in was the actual team. Um, right. So like I, I don't know. I just wonder because like yeah, that that was tough. Uh, line A gets his contract to eight point seven. It'll be real. Like that'll be one of the more fun like lines to watch. I think like that. Oh yeah. That would be. I think that'll just be really really fun. So because Gaudreau's a passer at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I mean yeah, he scores and stuff, but. That's what he's known for is his passing. And, I mean, obviously his edge work's phenomenal too. But I just, yeah, I, I just, I'm curious to see if they, if they'll get the goaltending. I know every, everyone loves Merzlikens, you know, because he's funny and stuff on, like, Instagram <laughs> or whatever. And But, like, Corpusalo, I still think, I think that's a value contract right it's there. It's not bad. is good. And I think he's out to prove something this year. I mean, the fact that they're, what, I think they're paying, like, $1.3 million. Yeah, That guy was a stud against the Leafs in that series in the bubble. And I know it's the bubble. I get it's not, like, you know, it wasn't, like, the real, real thing. But... It still, I mean, you're still stopping hockey pucks. No, nope, like, absolutely. You know. <laughs> where, where do you see the Blue Jackets landing? Seventh. That's you, where I think. You think yeah. they finish seventh? I. Mm-hmm. So... I don't think they have the depth, and then I don't think they have the goaltending. Or I, I don't think I think they have the back end. I think they finish fifth. I do think I think they finish fifth. I think they improve a little bit. They had 81 points last year. I think they get to the 90 mark. I I think that they're. Their offense, like, is just, it's, I don't know. It's something about Columbus. Like, I think it'll just be, I, I again, I think the Metro is a little bit weaker than last year. And I, um, I don't know. I think they might take advantage of that. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Columbus gets to fifth. That's, uh, I think that's optimistic. I mean, I don't know. I think, is. I think, I think they're going to be a fun team to watch, but I, they're going to lose a lot of games yeah. five to three or something. And then they're, they're one injury away from just right. not being a good team. That's true. Where do you think they land? Kills up. Uh, seven. Okay, seven. All right, fair enough. Now on to number five, the New York Islanders. Who, man, this is uh, Lou is just. I don't know if this is like a you know it's very difficult to stay in the league this long and be like the master general manager and you're you just don't adapt. But it just seems that like Lou doesn't have it anymore. I don't know. Maybe that's. I don't know if Islanders fans are listening. Let me know if I'm way off base. But like this off season was brutal for the Islanders. Yeah, it was. It was tough. I mean, they struck out on Gaudreau. Apparently, they were sniffing around. Thing is, you never know like what Lou's up to. That's the problem yeah. too. So it's hard to be like, oh, you know. I mean, he could pull off something before the season starts. I have no clue. It's just the thing with him. It's he's always pilfering around doing something. And I know. I guess they were involved with the Gaudreau stuff. Obviously, it didn't happen. But, you know, 
the small thing, like adding Romanov, I still think that was like a good move at the draft. You were obviously yeah. there, sleeves for that. Yep. I think Romanov. I mean, that was like their kind of like their weakness last year was their back end. So being able to add him, and I think like the biggest thing for the the Islanders is just health. Like last year, they were so banged up. If you remember, yeah, the COVID they thing started was really bad. Yeah, the COVID. Well, they got screwed on the COVID because yep. that was at the time of the year where like they were shutting down or they were picking and choosing kind of like who they were shutting down and not shutting down, and they didn't. They had to kind of play through it. And the one thing I will say about the Islanders too is they remember they started on the road last year because of the arena. That they were I saw on the road I, when I like, went there. Ever. Yeah, they had like a fourteen game home home like home stand because the UBS wasn't ready at the start of the year. Dude, they went like zero and nine to start like the the uh, the their their time at UBS. It's a castle, by the way. For anyone that gets a chance to go to an Islander game, that is by far the best arena I've been to. I will be going to Vegas in October, so maybe that will change my mind. But like, it is insane that thing is gigantic so um are you guys going to the knights game out there oh yeah on the there, you have to I, exactly it's, it's, i saw it and i was like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going we're going we're going to it'll that. be the greatest in-game sporting like hockey why it's the best in the league i've been to toronto leafs fans i don't want to hear it toronto in the playoffs it's, is different but yeah, yeah. I, I've been in the playoffs right but Dude, leaves fans consistently yeah. i think there's the comment the one time that you're just going to be the most hated person on here padre for the so it's not even like i like hate the leaves i just i just get sick of the slobbering over things that aren't even like that true <laughs> the uh the one thing i'll add about the islanders too when you look at their cap situation it's like a ton of secondary scoring that's all signed to like those gross contracts like the five million dollar contracts that the the non-first line players get those are the ones that usually end up biting you because they don't return value and they have to be signed kind of at like their peak or whatever but Palmieri getting another five for three years. You have Anders Lee at seven for another four. Brock Nelson has six for three. Josh Bailey has five for two more years. Like, it is, uh, there's no, other than Matthew Barzell, who's an RFA next year, who, I mean, like, what would you think his number comes in at? Um, Eight, five? I'll go, no. Yeah, eight, seven, eight, five, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that might be that might be that might be it. So something's got to come off the books, and really, there's no. We'll see how they play with a new coach now, because obviously Lane Lambert is their coach, and Trotz is out. So Who's it's gonna be Trotz? all new. Trotz is huge. That's yeah, that's like their biggest loss. I mean, in terms of like defensively, like I said, I really believe last year they would have. I mean, this is the same team that went to the conference finals is, two years yeah. in a row, it and. Is, yeah. It's just that's why I'm like optimistic on them this year if they have health. They're a good team. I know people are down on them because they love to, you know, they're just they're not sexy, right? Yeah, so. they're not. So, Sorokin could like be a dark horse for the Vesna too. Like he, might, he's unreal. He might he's ascend. Unreal. Yeah, he he is going to be one of the best like five goaltenders in the NHL sooner rather than later. I have the Islanders finishing eighth. I legitimately think the wheels fall off. Okay. Yes. Yeah. What do you think, Kessa? Dude, I got them at four. I mean, yeah. you still have year-over-year year roster consistency with this yep. team, which I think is valuable. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go four. I think they're going to be better than that. Couldn't tell you why. Got, like, just, I, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just, like, me following, the like, the lack of hype, but I just don't, like, love their roster in this sense. I think that, I will think, I do think the Flyers might finish higher, but I'm going to say Islanders eighth. What about you, uh, what about you, Padre? I'll say they finished third. Wow. Okay. Make the playoffs. All right. We are all I like over the that place. one. All I right. like that one. Let's go. Yeah. I like that. Okay. I have a problem with like Philly, Wash, 
and or not Philly wash pit wash and the I, Islanders. They're, I'm it's about, just yeah, kind of like I have that too. I have that because yeah. that could go one of two ways. So we'll go number four. Right. The Washington Capitals, one of the four playoff teams, they had a hundred points last year. Everyone in the Eastern Conference, by the way, had a hundred points. Which Crazy. Uh, yeah, it's the first. I think this might have been last season. Might have been the best Eastern Conference compared to the Western Conference in my lifetime watching hockey. Like, for the majority of my life, the West was always better than the East. Not the Cup. Like, obviously, that, you know, Eastern Conference teams win the Cup. But it was always, like, the West just kind of had, like, the better top-end teams. Um, But, man, everyone had 100 points last year, which is just super impressive. So, uh, Washington, let's see, who's in and out in Washington. Kemper, they get their goaltender after uh, Ovi just told Samsonov to leave. Uh, after that, after that huge gaffe in the playoffs, he just told him to get out, and Samsonov went to the worst goalie market that you could possibly go to. Um, and Dylan Strom, they sniped him up when Chicago was like, "We just need Bedard," so that could be another decent signing. And then they still have Ovechkin. I want to start this. Does Ovechkin break the record, and how many does he get this year? Castle, you go first. He breaks the record a hundred percent. He's not going to retire until he doesn't. I'm going to say. I say fifty-two. That's I, absurd. I like, I like, it's crazy. I know. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fifty-two this year. Water. Yeah, he'll break it. I think he'll score forty-seven this year. Man, like dude, this is like the hockey version of Tom Brady. Which is an way more impressive, not in the championship part, but like the day-to-day what he's gotta do. Because like age crushes you as a hockey player. Like it's very difficult. And uh man, yeah, I don't know. I I it's wild because I don't see how anyone. I mean, Matthews might. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know how anyone. Would, like, it's one of those records. Yeah, I, th- I thought that we everyone thought that would never be broken because it's so absurd. Point totals just don't happen like that anymore. And goals, obviously. Yeah, but we're we're going on sixteen years now where they've been running the same power play almost. He's been open for sixteen years. Like, there's no stopping him. It's just so he wild. has he like, has the best shot of all time. Is, like I, I don't yeah, know how he, I don't know how he does it. He just yep. absolutely pinpoints that corner. Like it is yeah. gross with that. I'm um, excited to see Connor Brown too mm-hmm. play for them because I, he's just I don't know, he's always been one of those solid players. And I'm really curious to see what happens with Nick Backstrom because I know there's like a lot of rumors that his some of his yeah. injuries are becoming pretty debilitating for him. And a guy like that that's like done it all, won a cup. Tons of money. What else does he have to prove at this point? I'm kind of curious to see. I think it comes down for them. The big thing for me is the goaltending. I know Darcy Kemper won the cup. Let's be honest. I think I could have won a game in the net this year in the regular <laughs> for season. Sure. For the, I mean, I'm being dead honest, and I'm not even being cocky. That team was so good that the, the Avalanche at like – they that could outscore series, like which is bad goaltending. Yeah, toy I mean, with dude. It was a joke. Like in. I don't know. It's I, I'm excited for Charlie lingering because you know he had he had three games in St. Louis. He went three, you know, and he and like the fans here like loved him, but he never could, you know, get like an actual like backup job here because of Billy and Benner. But I'm excited to see because they gave him that they gave him a one way one point one million dollar three year deal, which that's like you know, uh, you know they're, they're relying on him like that's their backup, and just to see that you know they don't really have a a safety net for Kemper per se, it, it'll be kind of crazy. And I think Kuzi last year rebounding was big for them too because Kuznetsov they wanted you know, him out he, too. Like there was yeah, like, they, yeah. He, he he was like Tarasenko not for the same reasons, but it was like one of those things where 
you know, it was like public, like, you know, they're, they're going to get rid of him. They're going to get rid of him. He never left, ended up having a good year. And now, you know, he's technically their first line center. So no, exactly. I'll, when you look at their cap situation too, next year, half their, their five of their, well, actually all except for one, John Carlson comes off the books on the back end, which is like, that's a solid potential for a reset. You know, mm-hmm. like they're going to yeah. have so much money available. And the only forwards up front that are signed Ovechkin at 9.5, Kuznetsov at 7.8, Oshi at 5.5, and Mantha at 5.7, which I think might be, uh, I mean, that's, yeah, I guess. I think he probably, he might get close to that on the open market. But like they're going to have a ton of cap space uh, to see what they can deal with. And again, we'll find out what happens with Nicholas Backstrom. There was major rumors that they were going to push for Malkin. And that just would have been, I think that would have been so much fun to see. Like Malkin this year with with Ovechkin. Yeah, that'd be crazy. I couldn't imagine that, but yeah, like one of those stupid like jersey like swaps like you see on. It's Twitter. one of those dumb like be a GM mode yeah. things you would do on NHL 08. Where do you see uh, Where do you see Washington landing? Essa, um, I got them at three. I, I think they'll be really good. Um, I, I hope to see them do well like i'm not one of those like biased fans that i want to see a vetch can do well every single year it's fun as a hockey fan so i hope to see three i think they'll finish fifth that backstrom thing when you look at their like depth chart it like takes a bit of a hit they're old man they they are getting up there ov might be old and he might produce but the other guys aren't getting younger and they're not producing the same as ov ov's it like like paul bissonette calls him he's a farm animal i i wouldn't be surprised (laughs) if you see this off season this upcoming offseason, which I know is crazy to even say. I mean, do they make a run? You know, Vladimir Tarasenko is David Pasternak available? Do they bring in like another Russian with Vladdy there? There's some good free they agents. They have infinite money. Like, like I said, yeah, they're, they lose I mean. over half their team next year. Right, like, all of their contracts come up, so like they can do a major reset. Right. Um, no yeah. prospect pool though at all. Like McMichael, who I got to watch uh, for London when he played when he played the Dogs and when he was mm-hmm. in London, really good player. But like, I think he's going to be like a tweet, like a third liner in the NHL probably. But I will say Washington. Oh man, uh, I will say Washington finishes fourth and they miss the playoffs. No, there there will only be three from the Metro in the uh, in uh, in the playoffs for me. What about uh, Kessa? What did you say? I said three. Okay, perfect. All right, three. Yeah. All right, on to, uh, well, you can't talk about Washington without Pittsburgh. They finished third last year, 103 points. Uh, Berkey comes in and is just like, they absolutely have to win now. I got to respect them. They remind me so much of the, like, 2015 to 2018 Sharks where Thornton and Marlowe were getting up there and they were like, we just have to keep going until they can't go anymore because – you're never going to win a trade and you're never going to get better if you let them go and sign someone else. Uh, so there was a second there where it looked like Malkin and Latang weren't going to sign. And there was reports that Crosby like threw a fit. Like I, well, I don't know if you saw that. So, I, I yeah. believe it was yeah. an athletic report where it was just like Crosby was like absolutely not okay with losing them. Um, and they're owned by uh, the, the same, the same guys that own like the Red Sox. And they are very analytic driven, which I guess is why Latang and Malkin aren't aren't super good when you take a look at the analytics, which I think is a problem with analytics in hockey. But um, yeah, they're like that. And again, we didn't sign the Red Sox didn't sign Mookie Betts, so it was like maybe they don't want to keep them. But uh, I'm glad they did keep them because I man, 
Crosby is like the same trajectory as Tom Brady. I, I know I compared I know I compared Ovechkin to him, but like as he gets older and just stays in the league, I I garner more respect for him. Because Yeah, a hundred percent. I he always reinvents himself in some way every season with something new he adds to his game. He's such a solid two way player now, where earlier in the in his career you, you couldn't say that, right? Um and there's just no slowing down. Like he's still amazing. It, I would still take him over everybody in the league besides maybe one to two players. If I was doing like a best of seven in the playoffs. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like playoff performance is one of the best. Um, it's terrifying. And the one thing about Crosby is like, I'm it's at a situation where like, man, one more hit. And that could be like it for one of the greatest players ever because he's already done it all. Right. Like that's the scary part. If he hadn't, if he hadn't won a cup, maybe we see like, you know, like the years where maybe he continues just to play on, but man, like he, he has nothing left to prove. And I'm curious where, like, he's not going to get... When Ovechkin breaks Gretzky's record, like, those two have always been linked. And Crosby has a better points per game by, by quite a bit because I believe he's missed, like, almost 200 games compared to Ovechkin. They have about the same... They're, like, one and one. Like, they, they switch, like, every night in terms of points. Um, but, man, like, I don't know. Because Crosby's going to finish behind, like, obviously way behind um, Gretzky. But I, I'm so curious where he finishes his career. Like, I... 1500 points would be nuts like in this day yeah for sure and it all depends like i could see him playing till he's 42 or 43 which is like his uh, hockey iq right Mm -hmm. like he's still going to be an effective player like his next contract uh what he'll be like 38 i think he's gonna be one of the best deals ever because of when yeah so so like he he's gonna be 38 39 he'll sign a team friendly deal because he's that type of person um I want to see him play until his early 40s just because I think he's he's one of those guys that can do it. Absolutely. I think I think so as well. Um all right, so let's take a look. in terms of like additions and subtractions for for Pitt. Uh they re-signed Raquel who I believe they got at the deadline. Kapanen's back and then obviously Malkin and Latang. I think that with Burke and with uh with Brian Burke in charge um basically as long as you have Malkin and Crosby, you just keep going for it. Um eventually right. it will run out. They're Crosby has saved them from having awful prospect pools because every random AHLer that they just throw up there ends up being Brian Rust or like, you know what I mean? Like it's so I, I will say that, yeah, they've had a bad prospect pool, but they've really been good at getting some of those like college players like um, in the past that have just like, like you said, I don't know if Brian Rust is one of them, like Jake Gensel, right? Like he is even whenever he plays without Crosby, like he's he's an amazing player. Um, so I think he's proven himself to not be just because he's playing on Crosby's wing. He's a 40 goal scorer in the NHL. It makes no sense to me because I look at him, you know, and play and I'm like, I don't know what skill he has, but he's just always in the right spot. They, uh, they have low key, like a really, really good decor. I think Padre, I mean, they added a few, talk to me a little about the, the guys they added on defense. Yeah, obviously they added Jeff Petrie. I, I mean, there's no way he'll be as bad as he was at Montreal, you know, last year, I think. Pittsburgh's a place too where it reminds me of like almost like the Cardinals in baseball where people come at the end of their careers or older guys and you sprinkle a little pixie dust on them and all of a sudden they're they're playing good again. You know what I mean? It's it's I can just see Petrie like lightening it up again and adding Jan Ruda and obviously Ty Smith, we already talked about that earlier with Marino, but Jan Ruda was like so solid for the uh the Bolts in their cup run, their cup runs. And I just feel like that's a solid addition on the back end of Pitt. And I wanna see 
what happens to up front with Ryan Paling because if you guys remember, I think what they had that hack trick game in Montreal. He was a beast the world juniors. He looks like the next thing. Right, and and you never know. I mean, like Kessa said, for years you see these guys get thrown with Crosby or get thrown with Gino, and all of a sudden they're you know, they're they're making a name for themselves. So yeah, like I, I think that this year their roster construction last year they I mean obviously they were on their third string goaltender in the playoffs. But man, their decor, Petrie, Latang, Dumoulin, Marcus Pedersen, Jan Ruda, Ty Smith, and they still have Rubidell. Like, that's a solid decor all the way through. And if Crosby and Malkin can stay healthy, which I think might be, like, that's not like an easy ask, but, uh, you know, good secondary scoring with Raquel and, and Zucker. So I don't know. I think I have Pittsburgh finishing second. I think that they will, this will be the last great year for Pittsburgh. And I think that the subsequent years will start seeing the, the drop off a little bit. What do you, what do you say, uh, Kesso? So I have them at number one. I'm going to go full <laughs> homer here. So just a couple points to add. Um, that Ty Smith one, that right. reminds me of Justin Schultz whenever they acquired him like okay. four or five years ago. Yeah. Uh, if you guys remember, Justin Schultz is like, he's awful, like n- minus yeah. 40 for mm-hmm. a player. Penguins have a great way historically the last 10 to 15 years of getting these defensemen that people are like scared of or like they might not want. And they give them sheltered minutes. They look amazing. Maybe second power play unit. So that's somebody that could jump like right into that role, right? Um, it, it all depends just on the goaltending. Um, I think the Penguins were a better team than the Rangers last year. They were a better team than the Islanders the year before. Uh, last year, that I'm just unfortunate with the injury to uh, Yari. And then um, who's the backup? I can't remember right now. But the then Smith. he was in. It was yeah, Louis Domingue. Yeah, Louis, yeah. Yeah, Louis Domingue went in. You know, so it all, it all comes down to goaltending for that. I could see him finishing first, though. I'm going to go number one. All right, I like it. Yeah. I'm going to say fourth, but like I told you earlier, three or four, I could see them flip-flopping with the Islanders. Like, I think they're going to battle with the Islanders. Like I said, I, I just... The, the Penguins are too good like of a team to, to miss the playoffs, I feel like, but I could see them missing because of like what Kessa said, the goaltending. I, I don't know. I want to see Jari do it again. And, you know, just... It's just like, I don't know if Father Time catches up, not to Crosby per se, but, you know, Malkin. Or, Malkin is definitely you know, Le- Letang. It's, yeah, like just, it's, it's, it's tough to say with those older guys. That's why I say, like, Washington, I'm not confident with them because of that same reason, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. Number two, the New York Rangers. Now, um, I will say, I I don't, like, when, when they were talking at uh, for, like, Hart Trophy, obviously, like, with what McDavid was doing, it was... You know, it's it's tough because it's like all you're always gonna just have him as like you know if they remove them from the Oilers, like it'd be ridiculous. Man, when you looked, I watched for whatever reason, watched a lot of Rangers games. What Shesterkin dragged this team into the playoffs, and then they rode an extremely insane shooting percentage from Chris Kreider, which will just never be replicated. I think we can all agree that he's not gonna put up forty. Yeah, this year, not like, a chance. If you bet, like that, that was absurd. That being said, Shesterkin is the best goaltender in the NHL. I, I, I'd probably take Vazzy if I if I had a playoff series, uh, just because it's Vasilevsky. But I think that he is number two, and after this season, wouldn't surprise me if he is like the just consensus number one. And when you have the best goaltender in the league, that can make up for some issues. Um, talk to me a little bit about their additions and subtractions, though, Padre. Yeah, I really do like the fact they added Vinny Trocek, and I think that's the reason why like you'll hear this in a few minutes, but I think they're like, I still think they'll finish second just because they, they had such a young team too. And they did what they did last year. I think that was such a good learning experience for them last year, even though they lost to the yeah. lightning. 
And I just feel like with, you know, the emergence of Keandre Miller and you had like the, the kid line with Heedle and, you know, uh, Kako and Lafreniere. And it's like those kind of guys just having that valuable experience. And they're they're all under those deals still where, you know, they have the cheap deals and they can flourish. I, I don't know. I just don't see how they don't, you know, stay second. And Zabinajad, he actually was like struggling last year, if you, if you remember, in the beginning of the year. So the fact that, you know, he, he struggled, they still were this good, Shesterkin's that good, that's why I feel pretty confident with them again. And I will say, losing Georgiev, I don't know how much that'll really affect them. He wasn't extreme, like, I think he was 15 right. and 13 in the games that he played. Like, that's what I mean yeah. by Shesterkin without him. Like, it was, it was yeah, pretty and nuts. And they're adding my boy Sammy Blay back in the lineup. That guy freaking, he lays bodies out. I think, I think that's one that thing trade, I told I oh for sure. Yeah, that's just a cap casualty, honestly. Yeah. Like, it happens. It happens. I will say though, like that's the big difference from that team from like the year before last year was when I told all those crazy Rangers fans on you know Twitter, like they were all freaking out. Like let's say nipping biscuits for anybody that plays NHL, you know they're all freaking out about their team. The thing is, Goudreau, Cup winner, Sammy Blay, Cup winner, Ryan Rees. You know, great fourth liner. They add that sandpaper and that grit. It you could tell it helped a lot last year. Oh no, for sure. I think that this will they will ride or die if Lafreniere and Capocacco don't become like either bottom end first liners or top end second liners. I think it's it's going to be tough for them to do better. I think there'll be some regression because I think they I think they overperformed. Just again, analytically, they were not like an extremely great team. Um, again, I think Shesterkin makes up for like a majority of it and nothing's going to change there. I think that they are still young and they will, they will get better. Um, but, uh, I'm going to have, I have them finishing third. I say, I think they finished third this year. I think Pittsburgh, as long as everyone stays healthy in Pittsburgh, that decor is really, really good. But, uh, I have them finishing third. What about, uh, you said, you said two Padre. Yeah. And Kessel. Uh, my bold prediction, I guess, of the podcast. I have five. I don't like wow. this team. Dude, dude, Padre, Padre, how you feel about the Leafs fans, that's how I feel about the Rangers I, fans. Yeah. Um, Rangers fans so, are, like, known, though, is to be, like, the worst yeah, follow-on. Of course, They're of the course, Cowboys yeah. of the NHL. So. Yeah, so I'm going to I'm gonna go five. I, ho- I hope Shesterkin <laughs> regresses. Um, I hope this team, like like you said, Sleeves, when you looked at the numbers last year, they, they weren't a great 5-1-5 team. They had the insane... Um, shooting, shooting percentage plus Shesterkin. So like, I, I don't know how they'd have to get a lot better from last year. Right. Yeah. Like that, which they can, I think they, they have the young it's pieces. The, yeah. yeah. They, they, they can, they have the young pieces, but uh, I hope to see five. So I'm going with five. Okay. Respect. All right. Last is number one, which would be the hurricanes. Uh, one of man, a great off season. I'm glad to see it for the hurricanes. Cause I like seeing smaller markets like go for it when they have the opportunity to, um, I think that like, that's good for the game of hockey, uh, Carolina, they get Brent Burns. Um, I get, he is, I think it's great for Burns because I don't, I, I hope that he is not a first line player. And if he doesn't have to be a first line player, I think it's going to be really fun, uh, to watch him, to watch him there. The big one, man, is patch ready for nothing. Like they just, I don't know how all the other teams in the NHL, I mean, they ended up, the injury, Patch already ended up getting hurt afterwards. But that trade, I don't know how Vegas, you know, how, how anyone else wasn't all over that. But they, they get Patch already, they had Burns, they had Stastny to Zingle, uh, and Coughlin from, from Vegas. Uh, that's, that's huge, in my opinion. Right, Padre? Yeah, I 
I really love everything about this team. I feel like they would have went to the conference finals if they hadn't had Freddie, the injury in yeah. net with, you know, Anderson. He was really good this year. Being able to go to like a smaller market like that, not having the Toronto media down your neck, I really think that helped him a lot. And they, I don't know, they just have so many good young players and they're all their contracts are great. I mean, the Dude, fact that Aho makes Aho. Yeah, I mean, Aho's only making 8.4 and and, and yeah, Marty Natchez. I mean, and and they add and they added Andre Kasha. They they just have like a lot of like low end you know contracts that that always produce like Paul Stasny at one point five million. That guy is like a Swiss Army knife. I've watched him for years. He's so good. And I know I love the decor. Jacob Slavin is just so underrated. Oh still. yeah, he's so good. He and, reminds me of Vlasic. Like back. Yeah. Like, he is like he's so good defensively that like but he doesn't get enough love. Like he is one mm-hmm. of the best defensemen in the NHL. I I, I totally agree there. Um, yep. do you have them finishing first? Yeah, I have them finishing first. I I do as well. We, I'm assuming two for you, Kazo. Yeah, that's where it falls, right? I, I love yeah. how this team's built. Um, I I'm excited to see Brent Burns in another jersey. I know he played a little bit in Minnesota, but it's so weird. Like, I mean, he's a San Jose Shark, so it is. I'm odd. excited to see who's going to be knocking in those deflections that he, you know, 15 shot attempts from him from the blue line a game. I don't know. Maybe Cock and Yemi. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I have no idea. It's just gonna be. Fun. I, I am. I am happy to see him uh, go somewhere, and they've got the same series game. I might. I might actually be at the same series game, so I'm excited to uh, to go out there and and see a game um, in Carolina. But uh, no, I think obviously it was tough losing D'Angelo. Um, again, not the off the ice stuff um, aside, but Burns is a very similar replacement. Like I think that like at, even at this stage, he's not good defensively um but he drives the play like he will you know yeah and trocek is a tough loss as well but if patcheretti can come back like that's a huge for nothing they got him for nothing like uh just a, a very very good team but all right guys so that is gonna do it for our metro division preview We've got one more preview on the on the horizon, the Atlantic Division with everyone. That's an exciting one. Bro, Montreal, Toronto. We get to piss off like the entire like, you know, on the (laughs) province of Ontario and Quebec, which is just it's just awesome. Um, But uh, (laughs) nonetheless, uh, thank you guys for for listening and watching. Guys, anything else? Uh, um, no, I think that's it. Oh, Padre, don't worry, right. everybody in the comments. We're gonna fix the little bar on the side. I know everyone's thinking like the highlighter is gonna drop down. We will have it eventually. It's gonna get dialed in. We're all good. I know we had some people. This is the preseason, man. This is the preseason. We're working out all the kinks, Absolutely. but it'll be all good. It, it it looks great. Sleazy's doing a great job with the stuff right now. You guys are being great co-hosts, and guys, thank you. You've been great listeners. So thank you for watching or listening to Coffee and Shell, and we'll be back uh, next week with the Atlantic Division preview. See you guys then. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.